Thank you for joining us for episode 36 of Head Start, a weekly podcast to help Liberty's adult and student ministry life group leaders prepare for the upcoming lesson. So as we um, launch into our time together today, uh, we need to start with a get to know you. And as we think about get to know you, we're going to roll back a year or two or a couple dozen or a lot, a lot of years. We'll roll back to teenage years. So here's what I want you to do as we look around the table. What did you do as a teenager? Yes, that makes you cringe now. Okay, so thinking back to you as a teenager and you look back at your what you did, whatever that was, whether you acted the way you something you wore or whatever, and you think about it now and you go, oh, that really makes me cringe now. So I'll 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 start off. Get it. Matt. I'll I'll just start with this appropriate for the podcast. It is. Yes, yes, that's a fair question. Yeah. Uh, So as a teenager, I felt like what was the most important hairstyle was to have the butt part yes yes right down the middle i had to work for it it didn't come naturally but it cut it right down the middle not only was it parted right in the middle but it was feathered on on either sides yes take me and, back and, and so you yeah, yeah, bring it back yeah, yeah and let this well we're not done yet oh, it was good it was feathered on the sides and i had it long in the back there it is like i liked it baby it was do we have a picture of this? I do actually. I have some. I was working, rocking the mullet. You should put that out on I, I could, social I could media just I'm for not your so leaders. So sure that's going to go on any well, media. Be, uh, I'd be happy to jump in right after this and continue yes. on the hair uh, style yes, theme. I, I was blessed, cursed with uh, curly hair, and I had no idea what to do with it while I was growing up. Um, so I rocked what we called uh, the Jewfro uh, because <laughs> I was a white man uh, with an afro. And my brothers made fun of me and said that I was adopted from Israel. I actually did bring a picture of wow. the fro. Oh, wow. I mean, I carried a pic yeah. around and everything. It yeah, was a full yeah. Yeah. fro. Yeah. So. That's good. That's the real deal. Now, I look man. back on it now and I cringe. Would the, I guess the pic would stick in your hair, right? It would. Yeah, yeah I could put yeah. a pencil in there and hide it and, yeah. you know, all sorts of things. <laughs> yes. so. That's good. Quality. Okay. Hey, I, I, yeah, how do you pick? Uh, what about the uh, white tube socks and short shorts? There it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I did not bring that pick, but there's probably a few out there oh, and uh, sporting that around in the uh, tube socks yes. and short shorts, Tim, Larry I, Bird style. There's you know? a, I have a picture of me in Washington, D.C. with my grandparents and I got the tube socks on, the short shorts, and a fishnet shirt. There you go. Huh? There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That was quality right there. Cringe. I, I was about to say, I don't think you guys are cringing at these. I think you're kind of <laughs> oh. enjoying these memories. Well, you know, it's between the white tube socks and short shorts yeah. or the uh, leaf tobacco wrapped in bubble gum while, go. while I was playing baseball. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. That's, That's before they outlawed tobacco on school campus. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, Kyle. And Kyle's I have been struggling. Like struggling with this. Y'all are talking about hair. Hair has never been an issue with me. Uh I mean, y'all know me. I'm, uh, I am not uh, one that's going to wear a fishnet shirt or anything like that. Oh, gosh. Um, Too young for the short shorts. Yeah. 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 I I really, I struggle with this question. Um, 
Now, I'm sure there were plenty of things that that I did that were cringeworthy. I just can't. We're going to have to call and talk yeah. to your parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we may. I may have to pass on this one and just come wow. back at some point. Oh, I, I just really don't feel like I've gotten to know you at all. Yeah, yeah. A bald, boring person. That's how I've been for like all my life. So, uh, sorry to disappoint you. Oh, no. Okay, well, maybe we can come back to this one. I'd love for you to ponder on that one, and maybe we can come back and uh, look at it again in the future. So, Sounds good. In the meantime, uh, let's uh, let's move forward to the passage that we're here to discuss. Uh, and despite the fact that cringeworthy things are entertaining, um, let's look at Psalm 103. That's the passage that we'll be preaching this coming Sunday, uh, and that you as life group leaders will be guiding your group through. So Kyle, uh, the non cringe-worthy individual, uh, will guide us through this passage. All right. So, um, yeah, Psalm 103, we're opening a new series or starting a new series uh, on prayer. And as we've talked about uh, immeasurably more in 24, we realize that uh, apart from the work of God uh, in us and through us, um, uh, nothing of eternal value is going to happen. And so um, prayer really is taking a center stage for us just throughout the year. And, and we want to begin after this series that we've done on becoming more like Jesus to now uh, transition to a series on prayer and, and just the different types of prayer that we find uh, in Scripture. And, and, and the first uh, type of prayer that we're going to begin uh, with is uh, that prayer of adoration. And Psalm 103 is just um, uh, one of the most loved, uh, uh, beloved psalms in all uh, of the book. And you look at Psalm 103, and um, there's just some real incredible reminders and truths um, for, for our souls that really turn us to uh, genuinely adore our God. And so it, it begins um, really with David calling himself to remember um, these things uh, of what God has done for him. And I don't want you to skip the fact that here is David having to call himself to remember these things and to uh, remind himself of reasons to praise God. I don't know about you. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, that I'm not the only one who has come in on a Sunday morning to a worship service and just kind of been going through the motions or maybe gone through your quiet time and gone all right, I'm going to read the scriptures or I'm going to pray and just kind of gone through the motions. Well, here is David uh, battling against that in and of himself. Uh, this great spiritual giant of, uh, of our faith, David himself having to really um, get his own heart warmed uh, to the Lord. And he's doing this by calling himself to account to remember the things that God uh, has done for him. And there are a number of things that he goes on to list, um, reasons why he needs to be blessing the Lord, calling out to the Lord, recognizing and appreciating the Lord. Um, and that starts with forgiveness. Uh, for God is the one who forgives all 
all of our iniquities. Not some of them, not most of them, all of them. And it says he also heals all of our diseases. Now, um, initially when you read that, you go, well, wait, wait a minute. What, what, do we, what do we mean here? Just an interesting little thing if this comes up in your, in your group. Um, that word diseases uh, is not the normal word in Hebrew for sickness, just general sickness. It actually is only ever used in Scripture um, like six times, and all six times have to do with God's covenant punishment against his people when they break his covenant promises. So this is talking specifically about David who has seen in the nation of Israel when when Israel has turned against God, and they have suffered the curses of the covenant because of their disobedience. He's saying that when they have returned to God, God has brought about restoration. He's seen it with his own eyes in his own life and in the life of the nation. And so uh, we in the new covenant don't face uh, that curse anymore because Christ, uh, by dying on the cross, took the curse of the covenant uh, for us. So uh, certainly we look forward to the day when God heals all diseases. But in this specific uh, passage, if you have somebody that reads that and goes, well, we still have a bunch of diseases. We have still a lot of sickness around. We want to be clear with what the scripture is actually, what David's actually saying here. And there's more to that that, that can be said, but um, it's something when you read it initially, it, it does raise questions. And so I uh, just wanted for you to at least hear just a little explanation on that. Um, God redeems us from the pit, meaning from the grave. Uh, He is one that from uh, the consequences of our sins, we see ultimately that God is able to rescue us. But not only does he withhold things from us that we deserve, um, he also crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. He satisfies us with good things in our lives. He renews our strength. So not only does he withhold things from us that we deserve, he actually gives to us things that we don't deserve. He, he showers us. Think of the prodigal son returning to the father. What does the father do? He gives him the best robe. He calls for the best robe to be uh, put on him. In the same way, our, our God uh, loves to raise us up and esteem us with his best. Um, one commentator put it as, he treats us as kings. Um, and it's just a picture of the goodness of God being shown in our lives. That is uh, good stuff. Thank you. No cringe, Kyle, for that. Um, the uh, measures moment will interrupt your life group time right kind of at that point after you finish verse 5. And so uh, great um, moment and reminder for us as uh, beloved and blessed children of God, as a child of God, you should express your praise to him regularly and intentionally. 
um, you read through the psalm and what it says next, like the more you know your heavenly father, right? So reading through the psalm, knowing what your heavenly father does, the more in awe of him you're going to be. Uh, and then it gives a specific kind of hands-on challenge at this point, which I like. Uh, take a few minutes to list some of the specific blessings that you have received from the Lord and then pray through that list, showing him your praise, honor, and adoration. So life group leaders would encourage you to walk into this lesson armed with that list, ready to go. And then maybe do give your people, if you have time for it, a couple minutes to just write down uh, some of the blessings that the Father has given to them and pray through that list, uh, thanking him and adoring him for uh, the gifts that he gives. Well, thank you, Brian, for the measure moment. And uh, as right up under that, the first question under the um, section for verses 6 through 14, how does reflecting on specific characteristics of God impact your adoration of Him? Uh, just uh, it's a good place to just kind of continue to lean in. And as Psalm 103 uh, reflects on some of those characteristics of God, uh, just reminds us the more we know of Him and about Him, the more we get to know who our Father is, uh, the more we love Him, and uh, the easier it is to uh, just voice adoration in our communion with Him through prayer. So, very good question just to help them uh, think about who their Father is, who God uh, is that's being identified in Psalm 103. That's good. So the psalm um, begins again in, in verse 6, and so you have in verses 1 through 5, David speaking to himself. Well, the audience begins to expand in terms of who he's talking to in verse 6, and he begins to describe things that God has done in the past for the people of Israel, and he begins to speak in first person plural uh, terms. He's, he's saying um, God doesn't deal with us according to our sins. He doesn't keep his anger against us forever. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love toward those who fear him. As um, He's saying as a uh, he knows our frame. He remembers we are dust. He's, he's now including others, those who fear God, those who trust in his promises and obey his commands. He, he's talking about this is how good God is to us. And he, he hearkens back to Exodus 34 where uh, God reveals himself to Moses and as the one who is merciful and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He says, God is not one who's always looking to argue, always looking to, to uh, mount a case against us. He's not always looking to... Um, his actions toward us are not motivated by our sin because he has separated our sin from us. In forgiving us, he has completely taken those things away from us. His love, he says in uh, verse 11, is as high as the heavens um, are above the earth. The vastness of God's love um, that David is describing here, we see even more clearly on this side of the cross. Um, David saw a lot of God's love. We see the perfect expression of God's love. Uh, David didn't get to see that um, in the fullness that we do. And so if he has reason to praise God, if he has reason to adore God for his love, how much more do we who know um, the depth of the Father's love in giving his son for us? But then all the way down 
Verse 20, that audience continues to expand. Uh, So not only is he talking to fellow believers, now he's talking to all the angels, all of creation, everything that has life. He's saying, for all of these reasons that I've mentioned, for all of the things that I've shown, all the things that I've talked about, we need to bless the Lord. He's calling for all of creation on heaven and in earth. Uh, to praise the Lord. And so Psalm 103 starts with David speaking to himself, and then it slowly kind of works out. Those around me, those that are connected to me, and now all of creation, we have reason to adore God for who he is and what he's done. And so Psalm 103, again, you read through it, it's just, it's a familiar psalm, but it is meant Uh, It was meant by David, and it's meant uh, for us now to warm our hearts so that we are adoring God. It's excellent. Um, As you wrap up your time together, you are tasked with encouraging your life group to live it out. Uh, Remember, our problem uh, is not one of information, but application. (laughs) And so uh, please take this live it out seriously and challenge your people to this. Two really good ones again this week. Uh, The first one is this. As you pray this week, uh, and the as is important there, right? Assuming that you're going to spend some time in prayer this week, uh, begin with adoration and praise before you ask God for anything. I don't know if you guys are like me. I have tried uh, really in the last few weeks to make this more uh, more of a pressing issue in my life, been guided in that by some other curriculum that we're working through. Uh, but it is so natural for us to just run to the Lord and say, God, here's what I need from you. You know, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm wrestling with. Starting intentionally and saying, Lord, here's what I love about you. You know, uh, Father, here's what I adore you for is so healthy and helpful. Um, So do that this week. And then number two, find, um, maybe even make or create an opportunity to talk to someone else about how much you've been blessed by the Lord as a means of expressing adoration uh, for him or to him. So uh, maybe with somebody else in your life group or uh, even somebody else in the community, uh, you know, hey, it can be as awkward and intrusive as Hey, I know this is really random, but Matt, can I tell you something real quick that the Lord has done for me this week? I mean, and you can navigate your way into a conversation just like that. Um, so challenge your people and yourself to, to do those two things. It's good. Hey, I'd, I'd like to as wrap our time to say thank you to you fellas uh, for investing into our leaders as we desire to make disciples and to be intentional about that in helping our people to apply the truth of God's Word to their lives. So thank you for making that investment into us. Um, and we've got a few things that we want to draw to the front of your mind, leaders, uh, as you speak to your group to keep these things in front of them uh, as you lead your group. So just a couple quick reminders. Yeah, so this coming Wednesday night from 5.30 to 7.30 here at the church, uh, we're going to be providing a parents' night out, and so that's Valentine's night. So uh, we'd certainly love to serve you uh, in that way, and so you can register online. So that is uh, this Wednesday, uh, the 14th, from 5.30 to 7.30, so keep that in mind. Then this coming weekend, we have D-Now, a huge weekend for our student ministry and really for our faith family overall. And so I want you to be in prayer for that. And if you have um, someone, if if you have a teenager yourself or have people in your group who uh, are parenting teenagers right now, want to uh, just get you to... um, 
just invite them to be a part of DNOW. It's going to be a great weekend, and they can register online as well. And then we have a leadership gathering that is going to be happening on February 25th. That's a Sunday, and that'll happen that afternoon at 3 o'clock in the East Venue. And so you all are invited, want you to be a part of that so that you can hear some of the things that uh, the Lord is leading us forward to this year. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of our Head Start podcast. Hope that it's helpful as you uh, prepare to lead your group on Sunday. So we look forward to seeing you on Sunday.